podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So it's another special edition of 4020 Not Live where uh, we're, we're looking forward and not back with Alan Robinson, Mr. Midlands Hurricanes. Although the first question I'm going to ask you, Alan, is purely from a non-business perspective, how hard was it to get rid of a brand that you've been personally involved with for, what, two decades now? Yeah, probably just over that, actually, yeah. Um, well, we're not actually getting rid of the brand, so that's that's the good news. Wrong already, um, So the brand is will continue uh, just in a different guise. Um, but, yeah, obviously, you know, there's a, there's a lot of sentimental value there. I've worn the shirt and... You know, yeah, it's it, it's a difficult. It was a very difficult decision, but I think um, I think the new journey has sort of been really exciting as well. So, new beginnings, and and we've we've tried to. Well, I've tried personally to focus on the, the positives around that, shall we say. Yeah, plenty of people have been talking about the, the decisions since it's been made online. Obviously, they have far more information than you do as to how this uh, works and everything. <laughs> but what? Why now? And why? Why the change to Midlands? Um, I think really the the catalyst w- was the fact that there was going to be a, a large reduction in funding. Um, and, um, of course, we all knew this was, was potentially on the cards for quite a while. So I had to, you know, for quite a while, really, I suppose I was thinking outside the box a little bit to, to what we could do and how we could think differently, how we could look at structuring the business a bit differently. Because obviously the bottom line is when you're a professional club and semi-professional club, you've got to be able to function correctly and you've got to be able to compete at that level. Otherwise, you know, you're just a passenger. Um, you know, when we went into League One, we never wanted to be a passenger. We always wanted to be able to progress and grow. Um, and I suppose it's some, there's some part of that, some part of naivety at the beginning of the journey. Um, and of course, it's very exciting in the beginning, but when you, you know, you're in the in the trenches as such over five or six years in League One, like we have been, um, you know, we, we've had some moments and we've had some great moments and we've had some great developments along the way. But I think the time would come really, certainly with the funding cuts, to think a bit differently. How, how could I grow the business and how could we become bigger? You know, how could we become a, a bigger brand, a, a um, better on the field, a better business, and I think really um, that that was the the main beginnings of of the idea around the regional brand. Um, there's a lot of work on into it. I think I've I've never been as busy in relation to just everything. Um, but you know, at the moment, really pleased with where we are. As the arbiter of all things Midlands Rugby League, uh, the most important question is, how's Mr Ron Banks taking the news? Ron's Ron's great. Ron's on board. Um, we're, we're, we're all really excited because in some ways, actually, there's a lot of excitement around what's happening with the Bears as well because the Bears is now, you know, we've got... Um, the plan is to go back into the regional competition that we used to be in and we became very successful at in. Um, but we have a cohort of very young players now, you know, with a lot of junior stuff going on. We've, uh, I mean, last year, 
I was doing some coaching myself in the schools and outside in the community. And we had probably 20, 25 under 16s, but they've got no one to play. Um, you know, and those 16s are now going to be a couple of years older. And really, it's the right time. You know, the Bears goes back to becoming a regional brand. We add, we can add something to that competition. The local clubs are actually now contacting me, you know, and been really excited about, about the Bears and, right, okay, what does this mean for them, for the local competition? Um, another club coming back in as such that was in it previously. So we don't have that peer brand situation where we have had that for a number of years where perhaps, you know, we played those clubs before and perhaps attracting those clubs to League One has been a bit of a challenge. When now, you know, with the Midlands brand, with the Hurricanes, everyone's quite aware of that actually in the Midlands already because of the regional um, academy that was at Loughborough. So being the, the regional academy had, had quite a lot of success, but obviously then with funding and it had its, it had its challenges. But um, yeah, Ron, Ron's great. Ron's really excited about it. You know, he's obviously um, taken a big step back from everything the last couple of years, but he enjoys his rugby. Obviously, he still enjoys going up to Barrow. You know, we've had some great battles with Barrow as well in recent years. So, yeah, Ron's Ron's doing great. Well, if it's good enough for Ron, it should be good enough for everybody. <laughs> um, the, yeah. the, the one thing I was going to ask you that I think has been missed by a lot of people is that clearly you bought in a new investor. And this is at a time when Rugby League is looking for more economic, uh, economic opportunity. There's been talk clearly that strategic group are fielding interest from... Um, financial bodies, uh, more of that apparently is due to come out. Um, but it's great that there is. But you've almost um, let the shark there by by doing this to bring in uh, some new money, which surely must be a huge success, if, if nothing else. To be honest, quite frankly, it's a miracle, um, considering, you know, there's a lot of negativity around the game. Um, you know, it's hard. It's harder... I don't want to keep going on, but, you know, I suppose in some respects, we're not in the north. It is harder. It is more of a challenge. But um, the the opportunity that we have in the Midlands and in the south is great. And I think that's always there. But it's how we go about it and how we, we showcase that and, and how we can attract you, as you said, attract the right investment. Because... I think what we've done, what, what I've done and in, in, in managing to find Mike Lomas, and Mike is a rugby league guy, loves the game, been involved in the game for many, many years. You know, he's a self-made businessman. He, he's very successful in business. And quite frankly, I, I feel very, um, very fortunate that, that I've managed to find Mike at the right time. Um, but he also believes in the same, we believe in the same philosophy. And I think that coupled with investment is is critical to this. It's not just about the money. It's about having another business partner for me that, you know, brings a wealth of business experience. So, you know, we, we've, everything we, we want to go about is going to be really strategic. You know, it's not just throw money at it and, and see what happens. You know, there's, there's a huge amount of potential with, with, the, with the hurricanes. Um, I've probably been work been working on this concept for about eighteen months, to almost two years, because I knew that really the sustainability of the Bears was going to be limited. Um, being a tenant, you know, we needed to be able to widen our scope in regards to business. We needed to be able to, you know, have food and drink. We needed to be able to have hospitality. You know, everything that goes along with 
what a what a club that owns its own facility or or a club that is you know successful in the game has. But uh, yeah, very fortunate to find Mike. You know, fantastic guy, brilliant outlook on the game, and he's really passionate as well. So I couldn't ask for more. The the the, the logo looks smart. The kits look very smart. Very impressed by those. What what does what does Midlands entail? What what is the geographical area you're targeting with this name? I mean, if you look at it, it's quite a geographical area. Um, Population-wise, Birmingham in itself is, you know, just in the West Midlands. But but I, I think first and foremost, it's about building the brand. You know, we're not trying to do anything crazy here. We've still got a lot of work to do. I think the initial plan really around it is that we embrace Rugby, rugby league people within the Midlands region. So, I mean, last year, for example, I did some work on a new website for Midlands Rugby League. When you look at that, actually, you see the number of clubs that are involved in the game in the Midlands. It's there's a lot. You know, there's there's about thirty odd clubs. When you encompass the the student game in there as well, there's more clubs playing the student game as in the university game in the Midlands than any other region. So there's a lot of rugby league people actually playing the game. Um, and then you actually add in other things like, you know, tag rugby. We, we have a really successful tag rugby, uh, tri-tag rugby franchise at the minute that, that myself and Troy Perkins is is another business that we that we do. Um, we have probably nearly 500 people that are partaking in that weekly. And that's local. That's, you know, sort of Warwick, Coventry um, and, and, the, and the sort of wider Warwickshire. You know, really, first and foremost, we want to encompass rugby league people. You know, if we can harness the rugby league um, support and people that are playing the game and people that are interested in the game in the Midlands region, first and foremost, surely that should be our our number one priority. So when you sort of couple that with our community plan in, re- in relation to growth of the community, We've got now, I think, three satellite clubs obviously associated with the Bears and what we've been doing around the World Cup. There's another few hundred there, you know. So there's a lot of association with the game, but we need to harness that under one brand. And I think that is also part of the thinking around the Hurricanes and that we want to encompass and, and bring the central group of people in relation to the sport together, you know, and, and to be able to support the Hurricanes and, it's starting to work. I'm starting to see that now. I'm starting to see some excitement around around that. And when before it was a bit more difficult for the Bears because you know we were a peer brand to the other clubs. It was Coventry. It was one. It was a city. Now it's a bit more. Look, we're trying to do this as a regional thing. Come and get involved. You know, we want to be able to host festivals. We want. We'll be able to do a lot of stuff like that that we couldn't do before. So you know, at Birmingham and Solly Hall next year, we want to be. I've just had Jason from the the um, uh, New Ravens contact us. You know, th- they want to get involved in, in the community activity. We, we want to be able to reach out to all the Midlands clubs in relation to other junior festivals. We couldn't really do that before as the Bears at a, at a you know, a big stadium that, that we, as we were attending, you know, there would have been extra cost associated with that. Now, as a regional brand and, and the, the situation that we have, and that we're going to be growing into in the next few years, we'll be able to do all of that. So we'll be able to become that bigger brand. Um, 
No, sorry. I was going to say, you mentioned the World Cup, and obviously it's delayed for a year, which was disappointing for everyone when it was first announced, but it seems now to have given people more time, and I guess you've got more time to connect the Hurricanes with the World Cup, with the, the match with the, the World Champions coming to the region. Yeah. I mean, I've we've, we've been really well connected with the World Cup. Um, what, what John Dutton and the team have done is, is quite unbelievable. You know, there's a lot of passion behind it. There's a lot of hard work going into it. Um, you know, the council meeting today, um, John spoke about that. And I think everybody, it's all about everybody coming together behind it, making sure that we maximise it for the sport and for the game. We, we're obviously going to be wanting to do that even more as a regional brand now. Obviously, the bear, we've got the Bears as well. So, I mean, I'm passionate about the legacy of it. And I think that's something I don't want to lose sight of because the, the legacy previously was going to be around Coventry and the Bears. That will still continue. But then we want to be able to connect more more to it, you know. So, yeah, really exciting. Um, obviously, with Australia and Scotland, it's, it's a great opportunity, a massive game. The, the Rico... Um, it's a great stadium. It's really accessible, really easy to get to. Um, I just hope it's not as cold as it was five or six years ago at the uh, Four Nations. Um, so hopefully it's going to be massively successful. And, and, the, and the legacy programme and the work we're doing with the satellite clubs and, and, and in the schools and the community and will we'll hopefully benefit from that. And talking about successful, how successful and how quickly the Midlands Hurricanes need to be? Because clearly one of the things uh, I would imagine you would want to do in establishing the brand as quickly as you can is actually to have some success on the field. And whilst you were Coventry Bears, you built within your means. Um, you, you had to go from being, if you like, a super community club to compete with semi-professional clubs. That was always going to take time. Attracting players down was, was going to be an issue. Maybe now with the Midlands branding, that'll be slightly easier. But how much and what do you have to deliver and over what timescale to make this worthwhile? No doubt with, you know, we need some success on the field to grow the brand. Um, and, and But I think we're at a point now where last year we had, we had a, our most successful year on the field. Um. I got a bit more involved with with Rich, sort of on the on the playing side, alongside you know the staff in regards to the culture and the players. And I think we we sort of reset things a little bit. Um, but we had a really successful year last year, and we we got some big scalps at home. You know, we, we've already set our goals now for for next year. You know, we, we want to be be able to go and um, you know topple some clubs in their you know away from home. We want to be able to, you know, strive and make the playoffs that, that we we narrowly missed out on last year. Um, but I think the other thing we've got to make sure we don't lose sight of is there's got to be a balance. And, and there is there is a lot of growth to be had because the plan is, and I don't think a lot of people maybe might not quite um, realise, but the plan is for us to be able to relocate to the Alexander Stadium in 2023. So... I'm working, it's not something we've spoken a lot, I've spoken a lot about, but the potential there is is huge because the, the obviously off the back of the legacy of the Commonwealth Games, there's a brand new stadium. There's actually two pitches there. It, it's the growth opportunity there and the business opportunity there and everything else is going to be, there's going to be a lot of work. Well, we're working on it now. So there's going to be, 
a plan behind that for the next two to three years to be able to grow within that facility. That will be literally right in the centre of the country. I mean, it's three minutes off the M6, seven minutes from Birmingham City Centre um, and, and major links off the back of the Commonwealth Games. I mean, you can't get much better than that when it comes to being able to relaunch, well, launch a new brand, a new sport, effectively, within a major city. Um, but on the field, it's got to go along with that. So we've got to be careful. You know, we're not going to just, it's got to be part of the plan. So, yes, we've had, um, you know, some investment, but we're still operating under the same model. It's not going to be, you know, right, we're going to get promoted straight away. You know, it's going to be, a gr- there's, there's still um, a plan behind that where we, 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 we're going to grow in the right way with the right investment over the right time period. Um, but I'm really confident we've probably signed um, about 90% of the squad from last year, which is, is we've never been able to do that, as in, you know, the right guys in the right positions. We've added some players to it, but we've also brought in, um, I'm, I'm really proud of the fact as well that Rich, is, Rich Squires has done a lot of work and, you know, I'm always proud of the fact that we can maybe perhaps find some players that other clubs may not be of a, more of aware of. Um, the likes of the student game, you know, we, we've picked up probably three or four guys from the student game that I think are going to really add some value to us in the next couple of years. Um, so, yeah, the, the, you know, the format's still the same. It's not going to be an, a huge injection of money and, 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 and a massive sweeping change of a squad. The, the plan is going to be still grow within our means. So, but, you know, I'm confident that this year will be even better again. Presumably growth within your means as well means um, leaving some spots available for local talent. Uh, you know better than anybody how long it takes to develop that talent. And uh, whilst we'll no doubt talk about Cornwall as well soon and how they've opted to do it slightly differently to you have, um, this idea that you can just pick up rugby union talent and quickly turn it into semi-professional rugby league talent. You've been there, you've done that, you know how hard that is, but you've been developing rugby league talent now for, what, 15, 20 years? Um, are you confident there's a there's a new reservoir out there that you can tap into of Midlands-based players? The, quite simply put, the, the potential is unbelievable. Um We've, and this is again, we, uh, with the Bears, we were actually, we've done a lot of work in Birmingham already. We've laid a lot of groundwork. You know, we're, we're in Erdington, for example, one of the most deprived areas of Birmingham. And some of the potential I've seen in some of the schools, you know, we were involved, obviously the RFL was involved with, we had um, quite a number of community coaches at one point. There was quite a bit of work had been done. That, there's, there's still some of that work, you know, you can be seen. But the potential for finding athletes, the potential for finding, um, and if you know, I'm not saying finding rugby union players, it's about finding athletes and then bringing them within the right structure, the right pathway and being able to develop them. Now, obviously, you know, not right away, but our plan will be to to grow, to have an academy. Um, Like there was at Loughborough, but again, financially stable, it's got to be able to sustain itself and there's got to be the right feeder feeders into that. And I think at the moment, the major issue is in the Midlands, there's not enough kids playing rugby league. 
So there's not that constant drip feed of players that you can get into an academy. It's just it's just not enough. And I don't really believe in this, you know, in the in the sort of um, the basic college format. You know, it's got it's very difficult. It's got to be. It's got to include. It's got to be a different format to it. You've got to include more of a broad range of of talent. You've got to be able to attract it. And you've got to be able to grow it in, in, in the right way. But the potential is huge. Um, I mean, in Perry Bar alone, where where we will hopefully be re- relocating to, is the biggest secondary school in the country. Um, and there's been rugby league done there in the past. You know, there's there's some um, academies around Birmingham that we've done work in. And some of the athletes, it's just, it's it's unbelievable. Um, but you've got to have the right um, pathway. You've got to have the right processes to be able to harness those. You've got to have the right community programs. There's no point in us just, you know, sticking a flag in the ground and waving it around going, we're here, come along. It's, it's got to be more than that. And I think that's where the community program comes in. That's where the satellite clubs come in. Because you can't just announce a trial and expect 50 great guys to rock up the next day. It just doesn't happen. You know, we've done it. I've tried that. Like, we've done everything possible as a club outside the, you know, the the traditional areas of the game to find rugby players. And majority of rugby union players get paid more money, you know. So you'd have to pay them money that that for a player that isn't a rugby league player to then try and teach them rugby league. That's the first problem you've got. You might have the best athlete. We, I've had some guys that have been unbelievable athletes, but get them to take an, you know, get them to take a hit up in Keyfley, coming up the hill, you know, in the pouring rain. You know, it's a different situation. So there's um you've got to you've got to have a plan. It's very, very difficult to just find to find players and, and convert them. You'll get that now and again. You'll you'll find a gem, but really, is it sustainable? It's just not sustainable. You know, those guys haven't played rugby league from when they were in school or when they were coming through in the community. They're not hardened to it. They don't understand the rules, the game, the intricacies of it. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's a very, very big ask, and it's a very, very difficult job. Um, and, and we've been, I've been there, I've done it. We do have a. We do still bring players in. Like at the moment, we have a couple of trialists, uh, and one of them is actually um, um, a Great Britain Gaelic footballer. Um, one of them's a uh, another young rugby union player. Um, both unbelievable athletes. That we're you know they're actually athletically good enough for League One, but understanding the game, teaching them the game, and everything else is, is secondary to that. But now that we have the Bears obviously going back into the regional competition, now we have hopefully a stronger regional competition as well. There'll be more opportunities for those sorts of guys. So there was always that big gap between the community game in the Midlands and, and League One. And I think that, again, is another challenge. Assuming that uh, 2023, when you're playing at the, the new stadium in Birmingham, that you haven't gained promotion through the playoffs into the championship, any idea what the the third tier of rugby league will like uh, will look like in that uh, twenty twenty three season? Um, at the moment, I can't really. I don't think I can really um, foresee major changes. Um, I don't think. Um, 
I don't think there's there's been any major announcements either centrally around that. Um, as far to be honest, I'm I'm not looking that far ahead. Um, I'm looking at us and what we're trying to do right now. Um, you know, I'm not saying I wouldn't want to get promoted, but obviously it's going to be a lot more difficult in the next couple of years. I think with a lot of transition around the the, the leagues and the game and the money within the game. Um, I think first <clears throat> first and foremost, when we get you know, if everything goes as planned, when we get to the major, the major facility in Birmingham, um, it'll kick in another sort of aspect of our journey and, and, and where we're going to go from there. So, yeah, I probably can't go into that too much as such in relation to, I think I'm not thinking that far ahead. <laughs> I just haven't had time to. Um, I know there's a lot of discussion in the game around what the, what the game's going to look like. I think all I will say is I think it's in really good hands you know, the discussions, that the meetings I've been in and the meetings that that we've been party to, you know, I know Gary, um, Gary Hetherington was at, at the last meeting in uh, in Halifax. And it's just great to be able to hear from someone like him who, who's got the, the real, um, the good of the game at heart and understands everything and understands what the game needs. And I think the group that's been put together around working with Super League, Championship League, won the community game, all aspects of the game, you know, we've got to leave it in their hands uh, and, and we've got to hope, you know, I think the confidence is certainly there for the clubs to, to and, and everybody, you know, there's always positivity. There's always negativity outside, but I think we've all got to focus now on, on what's best for the game. No, I don't know say that I'm the negativity, I just ask questions. <laughs> um, speaking of, obviously, you you were one of the clubs who went to Toronto on their rise up through the leagues. You may have been preparing for a trip to Ottawa this year. You're not. You're preparing for a trip to Cornwall. It's uh, uh, another new uh, trip on the uh, rugby league uh, journey of uh, League One. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I'm I'm really excited about it. Um, I think um, I just wish it was a bit later in the summer. We we'll get a bit of sun. Um, I think we're the first we're the first game down there, um, and uh, there's there's obviously been a lot of you know I'm not going to say negativity because there's a lot of you know controversy maybe about what what's going on with Ottawa and what's going on with Cornwall. You know I, I do know some of the guys previously that were involved with the Cornwall uh, the Cornish Rebels. They're really passionate rugby guys, you know, with the good the good of the game at heart. You know, Eric Perez is the same. You know, at the end of the day, he's, he's you know he's passionate about the game and he wants to grow the game. And I think um, again, when we went to Toronto, there was a very similar feeling around everything. It was a you know a fear of the unknown, shall we say? And um, uh, you know, as, as you as you gentlemen know, you know, I've been around a bit when it comes to sort of playing internationally in different countries and in the student game and things like that. And, I tweeted it like that. I said to the guys, look, you know, this is a part of the journey. This is going to be amazing. You know, we're going to Toronto. You know, it's going to be tough without doubt when you look at the players they have on the field. But I know we had an amazing experience. And I think most people that went there did. Um, but we went there with that belief that you know, we're going to enjoy the the, the um, making an event. You know, enjoy the event, enjoy the game, get as much out of it as we can, learn from it, and, you know, and move forward with it in a positive way. And we did that. With Cornwall, it'll be the same from our perspective. Um, you know, we're talking about it quite a lot, actually. 
Um, we're really excited about, you know, we'll, we'll turn the journey into a, a positive thing. Whatever way we're going to do, we're going to do that. Um, there's, there's definitely some logistics to get around. And I know there's been a lot of questions asked by a number of clubs. And But, yeah, you know, we're looking forward to it. I, I wish Cornwall all the best. Um, I'm sure they're going to have some more exciting announcements soon. I know they've just announced the head coach yesterday and um, it's, a, it's a very strong appointment. So, yeah, I think there's going to be more interesting things to come from them. Um, but, yeah, you know, we're all on this crazy journey, aren't we? So... We'll see what we'll see what it holds. <laughs> well, announced, announced their first player um, earlier today as well. Anthony oh, Malali. did they? Yeah, Anthony Malali, a good signing. Oh, wow, uh, won, yeah, good won signing. Won a grand yeah. final uh, four years ago, so uh, we'd get into. I think he's been in things. France, hasn't he? Yeah, he has, but he actually has a business in Cornwall, and being a surfer, couldn't think of anywhere better for him to be. Um, I, I was going to yeah. ask you again about your development plan because um, I know how much hard work has gone into that. Midlands region over a long period of time and, and how important the Bears were in the early days of not only the Rugby League Conference but National League 3 as well and you know your players were being picked up by clubs like Sheffield when they played in, in grand finals um, what's the buy-in been like of people like Birmingham Bulldogs, Leicester, Nottingham Telford, all of these areas have um, done everything they can to promote Rugby League over a long period of time do they see themselves now as feeder clubs for the Hurricanes? Do they see themselves working with you to provide that pathway that you were talking about? Is it something that perhaps um, we need to do more to re-establish that Midlands Hurricanes Academy that we once had uh, for players in the Midlands that were picked up professionally by Warrington and London yeah. and other clubs? Um, have you got that buy-in? Because if we have one criticism of what's happened in the past, it's that when we, we got... Um, League One clubs, they were sacrificed on the altar of the promise of the future that never happened. Um, presumably that's not going to happen with the model that you've set up? No, um, I'm really proud to say that we have that buy-in. Um, and we didn't. I didn't make any announcements around the Hurricanes until, we ha until I had that buy-in. Um, you know, I've spoken to, actually it's, it's quite interesting, I've spoken to, to Sean Flynn at Birmingham Bulldogs quite a lot recently, more so than I have done, I think, in, in the last 10 years. But, you know, he sees it as an opportunity for them because the Bears are back in the Midlands region, you know, so he's going to have some opposition, better, op no, not saying better opposition, but he's going to have some strong opposition for his club. Um, uh, the benefits, obviously, the Hurricanes will, will bring will be um will be able to to give his players you know some added impetus around the pathway you know above that again and it's not like going from Birmingham to Coventry it's going from Birmingham to a regional brand so he can see the benefit in that when before it was a it was a difficult conversation perhaps um you know I've had different relationships with a number of the different clubs down the years because I used to play on the field against them you know You'd have some people who'd be like, oh, God, you know, this guy's run over the top of me a few times. You know, what do you like? But I think at the end of the day, the guy, there's still some key guys there. You, you know, you've got Fred Baker at Telford. The Telford Raiders are, have been a great club all these years as well. Um, you know, they've always been really supportive of, of myself and, and the club and what we've done. Uh, I said I'm engaging at a minute with, um, with the New Ravens. They're, they're based at Birmingham and Solihull as well. And I had that conversation with Jason before I even 
we even discussed moving things forward in, in a major way there. So I, I've been really conscious that I want to have that buy-in, as you said, because without that, we just would be another another grain, you know, another seed on on um, stony ground. You know, we wouldn't have we wouldn't be able to 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 draw from um, from the support support and the, the playing base. Uh, on the East Midlands side, um, John Doherty at Derby uh, is very supportive of us. Actually, something very interesting there that, that's gone on in the last couple of years is we've released, I think, about five players back to Derby that have come through, spent some time with us, maybe had a little bit of League One experience, and then went back to the community game. So Derby are now actually a very strong community club with you know with four or five players there that are still quite young. But that have had some League One experience. Um, Nottingham have been playing in the Yorkshire League. Um, I do speak to Joe Shep now and again because he's been involved in the, in the student game. Um, and I think they're they're on a slightly different uh, trajectory to us because they've been in the Yorkshire Division now for a number of years. Um, another club that we're very close with is Sherwood, uh, Adam Bates at Sherwood Wolfhunt. They've they've got great aspirations for what they want to do with the club, and they, they want to be you know, the best community club they can be. And, and I think that is amazing. You know, really, when you hear a club saying, we want to be the best community club we can be, we want to you know, we want to play in different competitions, we want to experience different things, we want to play in the Challenge Cup, we want to have juniors, we want to do this, do that. As long, And they've got a plan behind it. And, and I think and it's, it's not just we want everything at once, we're going to do it over a couple of years. And, and again, they're really supportive of, of what we've done with the brand. So... I haven't got around everybody because there's quite a few, but you know all the major clubs that, that that have engaged with us have been really positive. I'm really confident that they've given us that buy-in, and and I think it's critical, as you said, Phil. You know, it's really really important. Uh, time yeah. is ticking, so I'll have to uh, pick your brains on kit design when we were at York on in January, January the seventh, isn't it? The, the Hurricanes' first yeah. game under the new brand. That's right, seventh of January. Um, uh, up at York, um, and we're again. We're, it's quite early, but we're we're looking forward to that run out. We'll, we'll hopefully be able to make a few presentations that night as well around the around the bigger journey. Purple's a great colour. I'm very big fan. <laughs> Phil, have you got any last uh, any last questions? I'm going to ask you very briefly about the Challenge Cup, and um, you know, obviously, the excitement of being back involved in that again, and something to build too early in the season. Oh, absolutely. Um, We've had a couple, obviously there's we've got a bit of a you know a few cultural links there to the likes of Ireland and Scotland and it's really exciting time of year. Um I'd love to see some of those clubs, especially the the tribesmen, the, the Galway tribesmen. Um Peter Ryan and I were actually talking about it at training on Saturday, how great it would be if if the Midlands Hurricanes could get a uh if the, you know, if those guys could get through the first round and we could get a draw against them, um it'd just be great. So Again, you know, I love the fact that that, that there's a bit of flavour to it, and we have some of the um, some some of the countries involved, and uh, yeah, it's it's going to be great to see. Um, you know, w- whether we have a, a a first Challenge Cup game at home, but we'll have to wait and see. But just to think, um, everyone's really excited about being able to start playing again w- without major restrictions, and and uh, and then getting back into sort of you know the weekly. The weekly excitement of, of of games and obviously it starts with the Challenge Cup. So yeah, c- c- can't wait. 
Alan, the only other thing I was going to ask you is prospects for Ireland in the World Cup. Because whilst you'd be absolutely delighted to have Australia and Scotland on your doorstep, you'll be looking out for the the Emerald Isle. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I know Stuart Littler's, you know, real experience now, and he's been involved in coaching for a number of years, and was a great player. I, I know he has. His, certainly has his finger on the pulse when it comes to to the players and. I think, um, you know, the players that I know, obviously, that have come through our club, the likes of Peter Ryan and um, a, num- a number of guys that we've had, and, and obviously around League One, we've got to, I think everyone wants to find that excitement again of, of being able to work really hard, play well in your own competition, showcase yourself to guys like Stuart Littler and be able to be involved in that at the end of the year. You know, I think that's something everyone's looking forward to, um, you know, and, and, and I think that will... If, if we can really build that up, you know, and the media get behind it, I think it, I think it just adds more excitement. Um, but, but from the club's perspective, I mean, you've got guys like obviously like Carl Hall at Doncaster is 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 really deeply involved in in um, in some of those international teams. Um, but we've we've got to build that excitement, get behind the World Cup, you know, build that positivity, and 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 you know, shout from the rooftops about some of those stories about those guys that come from, you know, from a little town in Ireland to be playing, you know, the likes of Australia or the likes of Samoa or or whatever. So, yeah, I think we could do more on that, but, you know, we've just got to keep keep uh, keep it up, keep, keep up the positivity. <laughs> oh, this is, this is too hard. Keep up the positivity in 2021. We've got to do it in 2022 <laughs> now. Uh, Alan, thank you very much for your time yeah. today. Thank you. Uh, best no of wishes with the, the new journey. We'll, we'll look forward to seeing you in January at York. And, uh, yeah, fingers crossed that the Hurricanes is a successful uh, 2022 and beyond. Thanks very much, guys. Pleasure. Podcast Network.